Hello, and welcome to a special edition of The Jared White Show. This week, the topic is all about writing, and specifically, my writing workflow, the tools I use to write and the research to become a better writer, the environment in which I write, and all of that good stuff. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple of housekeeping notes here. Uh, I recently recorded and published a YouTube video about YouTube. It's called The Three Things I Hate About YouTube and How to Fix Them. Uh, so be sure to check that out. There's a link in the show notes, and I'd love to hear your feedback on what you like or what you hate about YouTube, uh, workarounds that you've found uh, regarding things that you don't like, if, if, uh, if that is the case. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser about the first thing, first thing in my video, and that's the notification bell. Uh, I never talk in my videos about smashing that bell notification button. Uh, I never ask anyone to do that. I never ask anyone to do anything other than simply subscribe or like the video, but preferably subscribe. Uh, and uh, I'll, I go into the reasons why the notifications are just completely and utterly unnecessary. Uh, it's, it's really just an annoying waste of time. Uh, with that out of the way, the other point I want to make is uh, a couple of episodes ago, I alluded to the fact that I had bought a new Mac. And I said that in the next episode, I would spill the beans and tell everyone what I got. <laughs> and then I completely forgot about doing so. So I'm here today to tell you which Mac I purchased. And drum roll, please. The answer is... I got a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Yes, folks, that's right. The very brand new flagship 16-inch MacBook Pro from Apple. And uh, I did say uh, a few episodes back when I was first talking about this machine, uh, I was saying that uh, I, was, I was trying really hard to resist making a purchase. I was trying really hard not to, uh, to, to splurge and plunk down an obscene wad of cash to, to get this new Mac. Uh, but then, well, basically, uh, my uh, iMac that I've been using for a few years now, uh, which I mistakenly bought with a Fusion drive inside, uh, it just it, it has just not held up well at all. Uh, and after the umpteenth time, umpteenth, umpteenth, man, that's a hard word to say. <laughs> after many, many times of the iMac just going into total meltdown. And I got that uh, that spinning rainbow icon once again. Uh, you know, I, I actually uh, talked, uh, I believe it was a couple episodes ago, about uh, uh, how a, a listener of the show is having performance problems with their machine. Uh, and that's basically what's been happening to me. I've been having major performance problems with my iMac. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite certain it, it boils down to having that fusion drive and the hard drive uh, speeds are just too, too slow. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's even something uh, going faulty with the drive because it would just, everything would lock up for like two minutes and I couldn't do anything. <sighs> it's driving me crazy. Uh, so uh, I gave it a lot of thought. I thought about getting a new iMac. I thought about maybe getting a Mac Mini and a monitor. Uh, and then I started wondering why I even needed a desktop Mac because uh, my uh, my use case for why I have a Mac and what I use a Mac for these days has narrowed significantly over the years because I do so much on my iPad Pro. 
So I was thinking, you know, what do I really need? Well, I, I really do need something portable because a lot of the time when I'm working on website design or uh, programming type tasks, uh, I, I like doing that out and about. You know, I like uh, being able to step out and go to a coffee shop or go, go on a little road trip and be able to bring my work with me. Uh, and I can't do that with a desktop Mac. Uh, and uh, as much as I've tried doing all of that kind of stuff on an iPad Pro and connecting everything kind of remotely in various ways, uh, it, it works in a pinch. It works now and then. I've done it. I did some today, actually. But, uh, uh, but it's, not, it's not proved to be a, a permanent long-term solution for me with the kind of work I do. So I realized I really need a portable Mac. And Honestly, I really need a big screen, the biggest screen I can get in a laptop, because if I'm going to use a Mac, I'm going to want the biggest screen I can get. There's no point in having a small Mac laptop if I have my 12.9-inch iPad Pro with me. It's, it would be like having you know two devices that are roughly the same size, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I haven't been using my older 13-inch uh, MacBook Pro uh, that much in, in quite a few years. So, so that's what I did. I got the 16-inch MacBook Pro with the, with the nice new keyboard and uh, touch bar and, and all that good stuff. And, uh, oh yeah, and the upgraded uh, speaker system, which sounds amazing. I'm absolutely blown away by how good these speakers sound. Uh, it's really quite uh, staggering how, how much of an improvement this makes. It actually makes the audio from my iPad Pro seem pretty poor. Uh, which is no small feat, because that already sounded pretty decent. But anyway, long story short, uh, the 16-inch MacBook Pro has so far been such a good machine. Oh my goodness, I think this might be, in so many different ways, my favorite Mac laptop I have ever seen, I have ever owned, I have ever used. Uh, I'll, I'll perhaps do a longer, more detailed review in another episode, uh, but uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, that's that's what I did. So I'm slowly sunsetting my iMac. I've I've gotten most things working on my my laptop now, and I'm basically just using my iMac to to remote desktop into the laptop, so I can still use a, a bigger screen when I'm sitting at my desk, uh, which is kind of silly. I, I do want to get an external monitor, but. I spent so much money on the computer, I don't have any money for the monitor, so that's going to have to wait. But thankfully, I can, uh, I can connect remotely from the iMac and basically use my iMac screen as an external monitor, and it, it works all right. All right, with that down and out of the way, on to today's main topic, which is all about writing, and more specifically, my writing workflow. So first of all, you know, writing is one of those things that, at least for me, uh, it's something I do a lot of in different contexts for different purposes. And the hard part is figuring out which tool to use for the job. So yeah, I've, I've tried so many different writing apps, so many different workflows, and it's taken a while to kind of settle down to a system I, I really like and enjoy using and, and is reliable. Um, but uh, I I've finally, I've finally sort of found my stride. So, so here is a list of tools I use, and I'll explain why I use each tool and, uh, and what it's good for, what it's not good for, the context, and so forth. Uh, and then later on down, down the line here, I'll talk a little bit more about you know, how I take notes and do research and the environment in which I like to write and so forth. But, but let's start out with the tools. So the first thing I want to mention is uh, 
you know, the, the, the kind of writing that I do that, that it's really a journal, a diary, sort of a place to put things that are just for me, just private stuff. I'm, I'm not ever going to share it with anyone necessarily or, or talk about what I'm, what I'm writing. All that kind of private stuff. Uh, for that, I use an app called Day One. I've been using Day One for quite a few years now. Uh, and it's it's just a really, really nice piece of software. Uh, it, it's uh, available across all the Apple devices I use. Uh, I use it on my iPhone, my iPad, even my Mac. Uh, but mostly, I would say, I use it on my iPhone, actually. You know, I'll save funny little selfies in there. I'll, I'll save links to inspiring things. I'll sort of use it as a private Pinterest, almost. Uh, I'll, I'll record notes there. If I'm upset or angry about something and just need to vent, I'll just uh, create a new entry in there and dash out some thoughts. Uh, you can also record uh, voice memos. There's, a, there's an audio recording function, and they recently added uh, video support, which is nice. They can save videos in there. Uh, and you can even save attachments in there now, like PDFs and stuff. So it's, it's really this great catch-all system where you can just you know, record your ideas, record your thoughts, record your memories, uh, use it as a as a digital diary, and one of my favorite features is the way that you can look back. You know, uh, entries from a year ago, from two years ago, from five years ago, whatever. It'll it'll sort of surface all of this old stuff, so you can all of a sudden see like, oh, that's what I was doing three years ago. How interesting! And uh, it's just it's a nice way to to sort of uh, have a sense of personal history like that. Um, and another thing I like about it, although I will say, I will say getting to uh, looking these things up is not the easiest, but uh, there is a way to tag all of your different entries. And there's, uh, of course, a way to uh, create uh, different notebooks. So you can have sort of different notebooks with, with titles and color schemes to, to sort of organize stuff. Uh, but then each note itself can be tagged with one or more tags. Uh, so, you know, you can tag something like you know, self-improvement or dream or uh, place to go or family or you know, whatever, whatever kind of tags you want to use to have a more intricate filing system. And then you can look up those tags and you can either look up you know, all the things in a single notebook tagged a certain way or, or things tagged across all of your different notebooks. So there's so many different ways to slice and dice things. It can also record locations so you can... You know, if, if you do a lot of travel and you want to see things that you saved from different locations, uh, you can certainly do that. And from a privacy standpoint, uh, day one says that they, uh, they encrypt and, and secure all the data that gets synced. And uh, they really try to, you know, keep your data on, on its own, available only to you. And uh, so I think, I think they're, pretty, they're pretty good about staying hands off. It's, it's a product you pay for. There's no ads or, or, you know, no, there's no social networking kind of stuff built in to, to muddy the waters. It's really private information that you are saving just for yourself. Uh, so that's what I use for all the private kind of stuff. Uh, and then this next tool is what I am now using for uh, basically uh, content creation, uh, saving things for different projects that I'm working on, sort of categorizing uh, all of the different uh, channels of, of content you know, where I want to keep track of what I'm working on and what I would like to publish. And for, for all that kind of stuff, I'm using Bear. Uh, I, I used to use Apple Notes quite a bit for this sort of thing. Um, but one of the reasons that I switched to Bear, uh, probably the biggest reason right out of the gate, 
is uh, Bear has really, really great Markdown support. So if you are at all into Markdown as a as a way to write rich content uh, using just you know simple simple symbols like, for instance, a word with an asterisk on either side or or perhaps underscores on either side is italics, and double asterisks means it's bold, and different levels of headers just have uh, one or more hash marks at the front, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, making lists just by using an asterisk at the beginning of the line. And uh, so, you know, all the kind of stuff that I like using Markdown for uh, as a way to to really rapidly write things out and kind of format them the way I want to. Uh, Bear is just phenomenal. I, I personally have not seen a better Markdown editor uh, with all this kind of rich formatting. I've not seen anything surpass Bear. I, I a while back, uh, in addition to Apple Notes, I also did some of this kind of work in Ulysses, and I've I've written about Ulysses in the past. Um, but uh, but I had all kinds of sync problems with Ulysses, and um, there were all kinds of the strange little issues around uh, Ulysses' sort of uh, proprietary format of of what it uses uh, to save things under the hood and the way it syncs with iCloud and so forth. Um, and uh, it just uh, it. It got to me, so I, I uh, switched away from Ulysses and and started using Apple Notes more, as well as another app which I'll mention soon, which I still use. Um, but for a lot of the things that I might have used Ulysses for in the past, I use Bear now for, um, and I really only use Apple Notes for like truly just little notes of like, you know, oh uh, this this uh, thing that I need to work on for a client, and here's something they sent me in an email. I'll just stick it in an Apple Note. And, or you know maybe I'll save a link to something and and uh, make a little checklist of something I need to look up later. But uh, you know for the most part I'm using Bear for capturing all of my content creation type stuff. Uh, one really nice thing about Bear is it has tagging features. Uh, you know kind of along the lines of what I was saying about day one, you can tag different notes with one or more tags. Uh, but the cool thing is these these are like really kind of like hashtags like you might use in Twitter or Instagram. Uh, and you can, you know, just as you're typing out your note, you can just type out your hashtag. And then um, essentially that's how, how you categorize everything. So over in the sidebar of Bear, it has a list of all your hashtags. And you can even give different tags, little icons and so forth. Uh, so, so I have, you know, for example, I have a hashtag for the Jared White Show. I have a hashtag for my vlog. A hashtag for photography, a hashtag for uh, mark up this my email newsletter, and, and a few other different hashtags. And I, you know, I save all kinds of different things in these different uh, tagging systems. Uh, and Bear can also handle attachments too. Like you can attach files, you can attach photos. Uh, but I, I don't do too much of that. I don't think its attachment system is the best. It it's, feels a little bit bolted on. But it does work. So you know, if if you do a ton all the time with attachments, uh, you may find that Bear isn't quite as uh, as easy to use as Apple Notes. Uh, but for me, it it works uh, pretty much the way I want it to. And the thing that's so great about Bear, particularly as a podcaster, is uh, I can set up all of my show notes with a bulleted list of all the different links. Uh, in in a in a note in Bear, and I could just export that Markdown and import it right into my content management system, which uses Markdown, and and all of my show notes and all my podcast stuff is just ready to go out of the gate. It's it's absolutely fantastic, uh, and you can use the share extension to share 
things from Safari browser or whatever, uh, you can uh, just save those right into Bear and you can append to a note. So, you know, if I have a note for an upcoming podcast episode, I can just save links over and over again into that note and it just adds to that markdown list and it's awesome. So that's Bear. And then the third tool that I use is OneWriter. And I use OneWriter specifically for writing with a capital W. Like if I want to write an article or I want to write a newsletter and, and I want to, you know, sit down with a with a blank sheet of paper, so to speak, and just write and write, you know, for a few minutes or a few hours and get to the end and say, ah, okay, I just wrote this document. That's what I use OneWriter for. And it's also a markdown editor. Uh, but uh, the thing I like about OneWriter is the interface is, is really clean it's really simple. It's really streamlined. You know, you can get into mode essentially where uh, when you're writing, it's just it's just you and the words. It's it's basically like a digital typewriter, and and uh, I just love the simplicity and the clean interface. And and the thing that I do to to sort of save and sync things that I write in OneWriter is uh, I actually use another app called Working Copy, which lets you connect to Git repositories. Uh, If you're not familiar with Git, uh, that's a a, a tool usually used by software developers, but uh, it's essentially just version control. So in a Git repository, you you can have a whole bunch of different files of any sort. Uh, Usually it's mostly text files. And then then every time you commit one or more files that are updated, uh, it saves all those files as a specific version. And so every time later when you make changes and do another commit, it, it just keeps adding to that version history. And you can go back and look at all the previous versions. You can roll back to previous versions. You can tag versions or you can branch off and have like, you know, multiple branches of of content updates that are independent of each other. It's very powerful. Um, I don't really do most of that when I'm working with uh, writing. I'm just... I just want to be able to have this history of, of saving versions of things as I go. Uh, so the nice thing about OneWriter is uh, it can access all of the files in a Git repository via working copy uh, just directly within OneWriter. So, so all the files technically aren't actually inside of OneWriter's own file system in iOS. Uh, it's, all within, um, it's all within working copy, and then uh, OneWriter just connects to that. Uh, so so uh, so this is on my iPad Pro. I use OneWriter to write, uh, and it's great. I uh, like I said, I I write articles, I write newsletters, uh, I have uh, books in progress, and all of the chapters are are files in OneWriter, and it's really where I go when I when I want to put on my 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 author cap and and really uh, get down to to writing out something uh, lengthy. So those are the three apps that I use primarily for all of my writing purposes and capturing notes and ideas. I use Day One for private diary type entries. I use OneWriter for, for writing long form essays and, and book chapters and things of that nature. Uh, and then for, for all of the sort of day-to-day content bits and you know, you know, podcast show notes and, and uh, vlog scripts and uh, and uh, lyrics for music and all kinds of different things like that, uh, I use Bear. And, um, you know, occasionally the lines get a little bit blurred and I sort of, you know, wonder, should I be writing this in Bear or should I use one writer? Or uh, maybe this should just go into day one. 
Uh, you know, it, 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 the lines can get a little bit fuzzy, but for the most part, I, I sort of have a system down. I sort of have a workflow going and, and I don't have to think about it too much. It's just mostly intuitive and comes natural to me. Now, on the research side and sort of mapping out strategies and things that I want to work on in a sort of structured way and sort of organizing uh, a process and things of that nature, uh, I've really struggled to, to find a tool, to find a system that I like. Uh, currently, I'm, I'm kind of in love with this app I just recently started using. It's called Miro, uh, and it's sort, of, it's sort of like a digital whiteboard. So you can create a board in Miro, and you can sort of add sticky notes, you can add text boxes, you can add images, and and it's extremely visual. So you can lay all these things out visually however you want. It's sort of this infinite canvas that you can scroll through left or right or up or down uh, and just build out a a more elaborate uh, board of of content. So, uh, you know, if you want to create a mood board, if you want to sort of lay out ideas and a sort of visually structured way, uh, if, if you you know want to do anything where uh, it's it's sort of the digital equivalent of of having a big whiteboard in a room where you're using sticky notes and posting things like that, uh, Miro is pretty cool. And so I'm I'm using it more and more now when I want to you know sort of map out like uh, things I want to accomplish in the year and and inspiration and things I things I want to work on down the road and focus on and kind of laying that all out visually instead of just having like, you know, a, an outline in a text file, for example. Uh, I, I find that it's really helpful as part of that brainstorming process. Uh, but in the past, I've used other tools. I've used Notion, which is kind of like a wiki type app. I've used Trello, which is uh, what's called a Kanban style, where you have these different uh, vertical lists. And in there, you have cards that are kind of like advanced post-it notes. Uh, I've used so many different tools. I've used mind mapping tools. Uh, MindNode is a pretty good mind mapping tool, which I've used a bit. Um, but but like I said, at the moment, uh, I recently discovered Miro, and I'm sort of in love with that right now. So uh, so I'm checking that out, and I, I probably will uh, upgrade to their uh, paid subscription. Um, they, they have a pretty, pretty good free plan that has a lot of features, but um, I'm probably going to get the pro version mainly because it comes with uh, special export tools. So you can, you know, create this big elaborate board and then export it all out as a graphic file and save that somewhere. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. In terms of, of getting better at writing, uh, you know, it, really the best, the best thing that I've found that has helped me to become a better writer is just read really good writing. And so uh, I'm, I'm not... I'm not much into fiction these days. I don't read a lot of fiction. I mostly read nonfiction, but uh, you know there there are, there are, there are a lot of different nonfiction authors out there that write in a, in a style that I enjoy, where it's it's uh, it's sort of inspirational and a little bit poetic, a little bit of a, um, I don't know what you'd call like preaching, TED talk, presentation lecturer, uh, that kind of thing. So just, you know, really, really well-conceived ideas and, and sort of putting things into perspectives that make you think, that engage your mind, that inspire you, that challenge you. And so, uh, so you know, one example, I, I've mentioned Rob Bell on this podcast before. Uh, I just finished his book, How to Be Here, 
Uh, such a good book. Oh my gosh. Rob Bell's How to Be Here. I highly recommend that book. Uh, Rob Bell, such a good writer, such a good presenter, and uh, I've read a few of his books. I've listened to his podcast. Uh, he, he's known, his background is, uh, is in uh, sort of a, a contemporary youth group-oriented uh, Christian sort of uh, context, but he's, uh, he's evolved quite a bit out of, out of that and is uh, uh, largely writing now about um, all, all kinds of different topics of, of how, to, how to be in the world and, and how to engage in, in hot topics of our day, but in a way that's, uh, that's life-giving and not just vitriolic, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, I won't I won't go into all the different authors I'm into right now. Um, but uh, but basically, I, what I want to say is, uh, become a better writer. I think you have to become a better reader, uh, and that's uh, really sort of what I'm focusing on this year in particular. Is is I'm I'm looking for books that I am excited to read that I'll really engage my my writing brain as I'm reading it uh, and help me to become a better writer. And then finally, the environment in which I write is very important to me. So, for example, I always write, you know, if I'm doing any sort of, of writing for putting together content, for, for writing an article, for writing an essay, for writing a, a book chapter, uh, when I really want to just sit down and focus on writing, I always use my iPad Pro, and I pretty much always have my iPad Pro in a stand and use an external keyboard. I do have a, a you know a, a sort of integrated keyboard case for the iPad, which makes it a little bit more laptop-like, and I can bop around with that if I need to. Uh, but but I've found that one one way that just immediately like when I get into the setup, when I sit down and I have the setup, just something clicks in my brain, and it's just like the writing just happens. It's it's really it's really quite nice. Uh, so, so I have a stand. Uh, I made a YouTube video a while back about my favorite iPad stand. It's from Lamacall. And uh, I'll often put my iPad in portrait mode. So I'll have it, you know, where the, the, the screen is kind of in a vertical orientation. I'll have it on its stand. I'll have my external keyboard, which is Apple's Magic Keyboard, right in front of me. And I'll go into one writer with a, you know, this, this blank sheet of paper, so to speak, uh, and um, often I, I have this sort of bar table that's across a window uh, out in my living room, and so I'll sit at this bar table, I'll look out the window, I'll have my iPad set up on its stand and my keyboard, and uh, you know, I'm not at a desk, so I don't have a bunch of computery things and gizmos and gadgets around, I'm, I'm just at this nice bar table, and it's really my writing zone there, uh, so... So I would encourage you if you if you really want to get serious about writing with with regular frequency and and upping your quality, upping your focus, I really encourage you to to find some way to have have a nook, have a space, have a have a place in your home or in your office uh, where you go to write. And it really needs to be about writing and not about anything else. So, you know, don't don't have a don't have a computer desk with with office stuff around, and then also try to write there. Uh, don't you know? Don't write at your kitchen table where you're also eating food and talking to people or whatever. Uh, you, you really need a space to go, and that's where you write. You know, maybe you need to to buy a dedicated writing desk, 
uh, I don't know, but but do something to to create a zone where you can just go and and use your tool of choice. Uh, some some people out there in the world even use actual typewriters still. They they <laughs> they they're going very old school. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure there's at least a few people out there that still use pen and paper to write. But whatever you use, uh, I I love using an iPad Pro. I love using the Apple Magic Keyboard. Uh, that's that's my tool of choice for writing. Uh, but whatever tool you use, I really encourage you to to have that special zone where you can just go. And that's where you write. All right. So that about wraps up this episode. I'm curious to know uh, what you do when you write, what tools you use, what, what gets you inspired, what's, what's helped make you a better writer. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please head over to my website, jaredwhite.com, and send me a message there. Or you can go to Twitter, where I'm at Jared C. White. And of course, you can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash essentiallifejared and you can become a supporter of the show there you can uh, send me messages through that avenue as well Uh, and i greatly appreciate your support of the show all right that's it folks thanks for listening and i will see you next time bye